seems to be another day that takes us further into the destiny God has in store for us. Can you say amen to that? Today we're going to look a little further into the subject of getting to the gate first and getting to the gate fast. How many of us believe that I need to get somewhere? You can smell the next level. Can you, can you perceive the next level? You know, every next level has a gate. I'm going to show you from the word of God. The Bible says in the text on our screen, it says they went past the first and the second guards. It didn't change the life of Peter. And they, even, they came to the iron gate and that iron gate separated them from the city. Gates tend to separate you from what God has for you. But thank God the gate opened by itself for them. May that be our own experience at this time of life in Jesus' name. So we talked about getting to the gate first. And then I took it a little further on Sunday, get to the gate fast. We're going to be publishing um, um, edited versions of the recording that go straight to the point. So watch out on, on, on um, Instagram and Facebook because those videos are short to the point and they will help and then share it with your friends as well. But today, I want us to interactively look at a subject of how important are gates. I told you gates are set up, not by accident. Gates are supposed to keep inside some things that are very valuable from everybody else. For instance, some of us live in a gated estate. When you live in a gated estate, it is a delectable place. So nobody has access. There is a lot of money in Nigeria. But where money is, there are always gates. Hello. So even though there is money, you just don't have access. Don't say there is no money, you don't have access. The gates will not open to you. That's the difference. There are some gates I would like them to open to me. At my age, there are some things I desire. And today, we're going to speak to those gates and the gates will respond in Jesus' name. Um, multimedia, let's start with Psalm 24 and verse 7. I like that gate that is up on the screen, but it must open. Because whatever is inside the gate is always better than the gate. Hello. Have you noticed that no matter how beautiful the gate is, the gate is never as beautiful as what is behind the gate. Glory to God. May we not spend too much time admiring gates. May the gates open and may we go in, in Jesus' name. Uh, give me the New Living Translation. I like that one. New Living Translation. Read with me, read with me. Open up ancient gates. Open up ancient doors and let the King of Glory enter. Let's see verse 8 so that we know who this king of glory is. Verse 8. Who is the king of glory? It says, Is the Lord strong and mighty? The Lord invincible in battle. You know, the Lord is invincible in battle, but when it comes to the gate of heaven, it says, Open up you everlasting gates. Are you there? In fact, 
go, go to verse 9. It's still there again. He first says, he first says, open up ancient gates. Open up like this and let the king of glory enter. It's as if the gate didn't answer. He says, ah, who is this king of glory? Abomo. Is the Lord strong and mighty? The one that is invisible in battle. Then he says, now that you know, wait now, now that you know, in verse 9, he says, again, open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the king of glory enter. If the gates have to be spoken to for the king of glory. Hello. If the gates have to be spoken to concerning the king of glory. Will the gate not need to be spoken to when he Say, who is the king of glory? The, the CV of the Lord had to be presented to the gates. And it says, now that you know, open up. May the gates separating us from the best of the blessings that God has for us, may it be spoken to on our behalf. May it respond and open up unto us also in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If the Bible can say, open up gates concerning the Lord. You need to know how important gates are. You can be gated out of what is yours. I'm going to show you something. Joshua 6 verses 1 and 2. Try and put Joshua 6, 1 and 2 together. I say one, the New Living Translation. I think that's where I'm going to stay most of the time this evening. Now, please, at the count of three, clear your mind and read this thing well because the moment you get this thing, you enter a frequency where you operate and from, the, from that level, things will begin to take shape for better in Jesus' name. Let's read. One, two, three, go. Now, the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king and all its strong warriors. Now the gates of Jericho were not just shut, they were tightly shut. No one was allowed to go in. It doesn't matter who you are. But the Lord God of glory said to Joshua, shut or no shut, I have given you Jericho. The fact that a gate is shut does not mean you are not going to go through. Because the gate is shut on the best things in life does not mean God has not given you those things. Generally, when God gives you something, honestly, up until God gives you a breakthrough, it will be short. God told Sarah, I'm going to give you a son. His name will be Isaac. You're going to have a son. I don't care. Your old age is not going to shut you out of childbearing. But when she got to the gate, was the gate not shut? It was shut. And the Bible says, whoever comes through the gate is the owner. Anybody that comes through the window is a thief. 
Sarah, because the gate was shut, now went through the window. You know what I'm talking about? You see, the thing is that when the gates have been shut for too long, can I talk to you? Every one of us has a tendency to want to go through the window. God bless you. There's some honest Christians here. Is it true or not? So let's not talk about Sarah. Sarah, we're just like Sarah. If the gate is shut for too long, the temptation to go through the window begins to happen. And that's why some people are not even in church anymore. They've gone through the window. The gates of Jericho. You don't understand. See, when I told you something on Sunday, I said breakout is not the same as breakthrough. They broke out of slavery, but they could not break through into the blessing. Are you there? Come on now, I want to feel, are you there? They broke out of captivity, but they did not break into blessing. When they got to blessing, the gate was shut. Just because you broke out of something doesn't mean you break through into what you really want. The chains fell off. The guards slept, but they could not break through. Uh, Peter could not break through. He broke out, but he did not break through. May we break out of whatever we're in. May we break through into what is ours in Jesus' name. Again, I told you on Sunday, these are quotables I want you to keep in your mind and pray about and, and share with your friends in the office and wherever you live. I said getting to the gate is not the same as getting through the gates. How many of you remember that I said that? I want to feel you. Am I in the right place? I said, getting to the gate is not the same as getting what? Through the gate. When they got to the gate of Jericho, you know what happened? They were there for seven days. The Bible says, that's Jericho, boy, short. It said, go there. One day, they marched. Second day, they were marching. That's what a lot of us are doing. One day could signify one year. It could signify ten years. The first six days, they march once around what they wanted to break through into. The gate shot. On the seventh day, they marched seven times. Everybody thought they were mad. Oh God, you are not mad. You are about to break through yourself. This coming to church is like marching around the wall. If somebody thinks you're wasting your time, listen, God is counting. It's God that told them on the first day, go around it once. On the second day, once. On the th see, when people see us doing things, they, 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 listen, the people in Jericho must have thought, these guys, they don't have work to do. But we're not fooling around. We're going by the agenda of God. On the seventh day, they marched seven times. The gate shot. And you know what happened? When the gate refused to listen, God squashed the gates. Owole, pata pata. Any gate. When the Bible says, be ye lifted up everlasting doors, let the king of glory come in. It is not a request. It is a command. It's not a suggestion. He said, oh, in case you don't know who the king of glory is, he said, he's the one that's strong in battle. He said, let me say it one more time. If your head not correct, let me tell you a second time. He said, be ye 
open up everlasting doors. Let the king of glory come in. You see, that voice is not a suggestion. It's not even an order. It's mashe. Every door, every gate that God is speaking to concerning your life that is doing nonsense, the same way Jericho gate was disgraced, it will have to be disgraced in Jesus' name. I, I couldn't hear any amen on this side. You know, every stubborn gate, every stubborn gate, the gate of happiness, the gate of joy, the gate of marriage, that some people said they shot. If the gate would not respond to the voice of God, God would disgrace the gate and everything behind it just the way he did for Jericho. Hallelujah. They got to the gate, but they couldn't get through the gate. So getting to the gate is not the same as getting through the gates. Take us back. Okay, we're there. Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut. By who? Hello, you, 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 can I tell you something? Most gates that are shot against you were not shot by the right person. They were not even shot for the right reason. Why are you quiet? God! They were eating their leeks and their onions. They had settled into slavery. They had accepted it 400 years. God says it's time to go. The first gate was King Pharaoh. He said, you're not going anywhere. What happened to Pharaoh? Red Sea, Karyam, destroy the gates. The wilderness said, ah, I swallow people up. He said, not these people. They, they came in and they came out. They got to the Jordan. Gate Jordan, Bible says, was overflowing its banks when they got there. It meant that the current and the torrent was so deadly that anything that it just swept it away. Nobody could put in. Oh, not when you have the ark. Matalababa. He said, let the priest carry the ark. Bible says, as they step foot, hey, the gates started to respond. Matalabrosaka. As long as they were in that water, the gate opened on the side. Open on the side. The people enter. I told you, I said the Red Sea was a gate. Pharaoh had confidence in that gate that if they escape, the only way out of Egypt is through the Red Sea. And the Red Sea would never open for anybody. Okay, just because some gates have never opened before. Behold, you will see a new thing. The Lord says, I will do a new thing. Shall they not know? Their ears shall tingle. So let nobody say something has never happened before. Then you don't know the Lord that we're talking about. If he has to create something, he will create it. Because with him, nothing shall be impossible. Pharaoh's strength was in the gate of Red Sea. And that's why I told you, never leave behind the person that's supposed to follow you to the gate. The children of Israel had driven Moses out 40 years earlier on, disgraced him. And for as long as Moses ran away, the gate was not going to open. And so Moses was brought back. And when he got to the gate, that Pharaoh, it was Pharaoh's confidence, Red Sea, could sink or come. He said, I will meet them there. Let them go. When they get there, they're going to be stuck. Anybody that is stuck is because you, there's no bridge between where you are to where you want to go to. By our study of this gate, by our prayer, 
what has not happened before will happen. Pharaoh will see God in action. You know, when Moses got there, Moses was praying, God got upset. He said, gate. You don't pray about the gate. You are the gatekeeper here. He said, just lift up your rod. Finish. The gate opened. When it was time to close the gate, lifted up, the gate closed. Every gate that opens for us will shut against our enemies. You don't know what I'm saying. If your enemies follow you into the promised land, they will spoil your promised land. I said the gates are open for us to get to where God wants us to get to will shut on our enemies so that we shall see them no more forever and ever. I can't hear your amen forever and ever. You see, enemies can mess up your blessing. A little leaven can level the whole door. I don't even want any enemy to escape with me. How many of us are tired of dealing with enemies? This gate will not allow the enemies in. We will escape freely to enjoy the grace of God. Come on out all the days of our lives. Don't tire for enemies. The gates will deal with them. And so when they got to the gate, it was shot before them. And they were afraid of the uh, because they were afraid. No one was allowed. You know, sometimes when we say that nobody has ever gotten this thing before, fear going to catch us. They said nobody was allowed. I like the word B-U-T. How do you pronounce that? But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho. With its king, and all the strong warriors. Those are the people that took the decision. And those are the people that carried out the decision. Everybody. Every being. Whether spirit or human. Every organization. Everything that has breath. That has life. That has been recruited to shut the gates. Not only will the gates open we will possess the gates of our enemies in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the thing about God is that God is a God of gates. He's a God of gates. He said they shut the gates. Let them shut it. Don't beg them. Just follow my instructions. How many of you remember I said that getting to the gate fast is determined by what? How fast you carry out the instruction of the angel God sent to you. No, stay there, stay there, stay with the scripture. Now, this is what happened. Give me verse 3. You will see what happened. Immediately, God said, I have given you. Listen to verse 3. The next thing is the instructions. And you see, the church today likes to chant amen. The church today likes to make claims to things, but we don't take obedience seriously. As a matter of fact, we don't like instructions. When you give people instructions, they say, you're controlling me. That's why your life is out of control. Because you will not let there be godly control over your life. Listen, lack of control is not, is not freedom. Lack of control is like a kite that somebody caught the string. If, if you're flying a kite and somebody takes the scissors and cut the string, what happens to the kite? Oh, my son, he's going to get lost. 
that story about nobody can tell me what to do, I will just change church, continue. Your life is going to spin out of control. What is, what fruit of the spirit? You know the one that's called self-control? If you don't like control, you wouldn't even control yourself. Self-control. When your mind is telling you, nobody should control me, what you should switch to is self-control. Calm down. It says you and your fighting men may match. Look up on the screen. You and your fighting men may match, if you like. If you want to match, is that what it says? You and your fight men should march around the town once a day for six days. Let me ask you if they did it for three days and said, listen, we don't try. Will the gates open? Give me verse four. It says seven priests will walk ahead of the ark. Each carried a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town a few times, as many times as you like, or as you feel, or the way you discussed, seven times with the priest blowing the horns. Give me the next verse. When you hear the priest give a long blast of the ram's horn, have all the people shout the way they want, as loud as what? As they can. The walls of this town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. I told you, I said, when you approach an important gate, the gate has no respect for you. The gate day. It is when you are with the person God sent to you. The gate recognizes duality. Two people, not one. You, he knows you. But it's like a combination lock. You can't open a combination lock with one key. It's two keys, or key and dial. So when you come, and you're full of yourself, the gate will call you a small boy. Nothing will shell him. It will just do. When the Lord gave them all these things, Do you know that Joshua was present? All these things without Joshua, it won't work. Joshua. And Joshua did not become Joshua. Moses handed over to Joshua. Be careful with people that nobody hands over anything to them. And they tell you that they're your angel. Udo, it doesn't work like that. God is God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob from generation to generation. God is a God of generations. God is a God of order. Now, where am I going with all this? The instructions were given and when they followed the instruction, was there any gap between the shout and the destruction of the wall? Was there any gap? They shouted and they were waiting. They shouted and they were fasting. As they shouted, the walls collapsed. The gate were disgraced. You know what happened to gates? Is walls are hold up gates. If the gate will not answer, what is the, the strength of the gate? God removed it. When the wall fell, what do you think happened to the gate? 
Igbe. Disgrace. What was standing your way will become foot smart for you. I said what was standing your way will become foot smart for you. If I was there with Joshua, then I will rub my leg. I will spit on the thing and say, you, you, you talk, you can keep me out of my destiny. Glory to God. Somebody, this is going to be your testimony very soon. I like that. Amen. I like that. Amen. May God do it quickly in the name of Jesus. And so that was what happened. Gates are important. The people knew that if they could shut the gate, they're likely to shut the people out. What do you think is different? If Jesus Christ is the same, Satan too is the same. In fact, he has studied humanity very well. Once God makes a promise, he just put gate. How many of you have encountered a gate before? Ah, you have not encountered gate. You see, the gate of owning a car may resist you until you are 30. May resist you until you are 40. But generally, once you pass through that gate, you know what happens? It's car after car, car after car, car after car. You know, the gate of house too, it's only the first gate too. Once you break through that one now, you just become multiple property owner. Glory to God. You know, they say that the first million is the hardest one to make. After you make the first one, million doesn't frighten me. What frightens me is billion. The day I enter the gate of billion, trust me, I did not trillion that go they look. How many of us want to go through the gates? You're a small girl. Put down your hand. <laughs> Even the small children are putting up their hand. It's allowed. It's allowed. You'll get there quickly in Jesus' name. Now we want to talk about the gates. Do you understand gates better now? You left with a miracle from the Red Sea. You thought that was it. The chains fell off the hands of Peter. The chains on the feet too fell off. The guards were anesthetized. They, they slept. They walked through. So I tell you something. I can understand why people get drunk on themselves when they just see a few little uh, breakouts. They don't understand breakout is not the same as breakthrough. They got through all that. Jordan first said, let me give you a sample. You can pass. When they managed to pass Jordan, Shebi, they carried Ark, entered the water, they didn't stop. They carried Ark near the wall, the walls stayed there. God had to give them an instruction. I beg you, I beg you, stop running around. When you meet a major gate, stop quieting down and say, God, give me the instruction in righteousness. That will cause this gate to open unto me. You remember the angel in the in the in the, in the case of Peter? I said, "Follow me." He didn't say, "Let us walk together." He didn't say, "Let us discuss." Follow me. You need to follow the instructions. As tightly shut as the gates were, God says, "I have given you what is behind the gates." I mean, it's only our God that talks like that. Though. God has not even dealt with the gate. Said, I have given you what is behind the gate. Can I tell you something? 
your destiny is secure in Christ. God has not changed his mind about a glorious destiny. But he will deal with the gates. Separating us from the desires of our heart. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Let me, let me, let me just show you something very quickly then. Please feel free at any point in time. Put up your hand. It's interactive. Uh, ask a question. Make a comment. Whatever it is. Whatever you say, we're going to clap for you. Are, you. are you clear with that? Let me show you the story of a great man. Second Kings chapter 2. You know, when God gives you something and it looks like it's hard to get, this is how it works. And as we read, because I prompted your mind, I want you to understand your own story in this story. Bible says these things were written to us as an example. This is a story of Elisha and Elijah. Elisha had served like you and I. And what he wanted that would determine his great future was at stake. And just like you and I, we have been following the Lord. And what will make the difference is now at stake. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind. Um, okay, let's just read the New King James because I'm not sure of this. Okay, go back to the New Living Translation. I kind of like it. Please. Elijah and Elisha were traveling from Gilgal and Elijah said to Elisha stay here for the Lord has told me to go to Bethel. But Elisha replied he knew that he had not gotten to the gate yet. He says as surely as the Lord lives you yourself live I will never leave you. So they went down together to Bethel. The group of prophets, oh no, 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 no. Let's go to New King James. Now I see the difference. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he said, yes, I know. Keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Now the sons of prophets were stationed there. I don't know whether by who stationed there. They were at Jericho also. They came to Elisha and said to him, do you know that the Lord will take your master from over you today? And he answered again, yes, I know keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, stay here please for the Lord has sent me onto the Jordan. And he said, as the Lord lives, as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So, they, so the two of them went on. And 50 men, son of the prophet, went and stood, they followed them. Stood facing at the distance while the two of them so from Jericho they followed them to the bank of the Jordan stood by the Jordan now Elijah took up his mantle somebody say mantle rolled it up and struck the water there was no ark this time but a little mantle 
did the work of an ark. I hope you get this. And the water of Jordan divided this way and that way just as it did in the days of Moses. Um, Joshua. So that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. Okay. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I'm taken away from you? That's the gate. May we not turn back before we get to the gate. Every voice that wants to confuse us, we will not be confused in Jesus' name. It says now is the time to ask, which means if he stopped at Bethel, if he stopped at Jericho, he would never get a chance to ask. There is a place you have to get to that destiny changes. No matter how comfortable it was where you are, you better keep moving. And no matter who is telling you, don't, don't follow, don't follow. Eh, now you are going to follow. Now you are going to follow. What may I do for you before I'm taken away from you? May we follow to that point in Jesus' name. The gateway. That, I call this portion the gateway. The gateway to double portion. Can you remember that Elisha had burnt, had killed his oxen and used the plow to roast the oxen? At the beginning when Elijah showed up, said, you will go into ministry. The man literally folded up the whole business so that he would not go back. Then you are telling me to go back. To go back to what? You see, if you haven't burnt your bridges, that's why you keep going back. The man said, go back. He said, lie, no be you called me the first time. No be you tell me, say God, they called me. Now lie, will they go? If God told you, let God show up. Oh yeah, this man too, he's still there with you. Make with the go. Then some people are saying, it doesn't matter. You can go back to your business. Say you, you. You, son of prophet, you're not even prophet, you're talking, keep silent. Some people, all you tell them is keep silent. Anybody that cannot take you where you're going, they talk about important things, tell them, keep silent. There were sons of prayer, there are 50 of them. The 50 of them was not equal to one finger of Elijah. He said, I should listen to you. 50 of you, you're not even up to his leg. No, I won't listen to you. Continue. So it was. When they had crossed over, uh -huh, and uh, before I'm taking Elisha said to him, Please let a double portion. He was being nice of your anointing. That's what he means. Be upon me. You're telling your guy, I want to be double your stature. When you get to the gateway, you are free to say whatever you want. And he said to me, You have asked a hard thing. Listen to this. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. That's why I said, get to the gate first. No, get to the gate first. It is at the gate you can talk. And get to the gate fast before Elijah disappears with your mantle. If you see me. How can you see me if you are not at the gateway? If you had listened to the sons of the prophet, 
by the way, you will see what happened to the sons of the prophet. You know, some people, you listen to everybody. You should know who your angel is and who is not your angel. Some people are promoting themselves. They think they have a voice. Tell them, keep your, keep your prophecy to yourself. Keep your instruction to you because you are not the one that God sent to me. Let's go on. Verse 11. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. It didn't separate Elisha from the city of his desires. They just separated two of them. Elisha was already where God wanted him to be. May we get there in Jesus' name. And Elijah went his way. The angel has done his job. He went up in the world willing to heaven. That's fine. But that's not the end of the story. Because the angel went doesn't mean your story is over. And Elisha saw it and he cried, my father and father and son. He saw him no more and he took all of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. Why? Because he thought it was over. I followed in vain. But let me tell you about when you get to the gateway and you follow the instruction of God, you will never go empty-handed. I said you will never go empty-handed. What you are coming for, you will get in Jesus' name. Then he said he also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. Listen, Elijah did not drop the mantle. When you obey the instruction and the gates opens to you, nobody can keep your blessing. He took the mantle that had fallen. The word fallen, the Lord blew it back. Blew it away so that the man can access his destiny. He took it, went back, and stood at the bank. Don't change, don't change the scripture. He took it and went back to the bank of the Jordan. The sons of the prophets were across. The people that are watching to see your failure, they're about to see a celebration. They're about to see the glory and the power of God. They stood opposite. They watched everything. What they designed was for him to come to their level. There are some people not going anywhere. Stop listening to them. They had created a space for him to be with them. No power, no nothing, just talk. He said, you, you can't help me with my destiny. Follow me. When he stood in front of the Jordan, it's, it's a theatrical thing. Oh, there's drama in the Bible. I believe he stood like this. And he didn't say anything for like 10 minutes. So everything was still. Go to the next verse. Then he took the mantle that fallen from Elijah. He didn't touch the water. And said, where is the God of Elijah? And when he had struck the water, it was divided this way and that. And Elisha crossed over. You are crossing over to your better days. I don't think you heard me. You are crossing over to your happily ever after. You are crossing into the city of your desires. You are crossing into, into prosperity unlimited. You people, you're crossing into celebrity status. 
all the musicians in Grace Assembly, you are going to cross over to celebrity style living. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The people that looked at you when you're coming to church and they say, what are you going to do in church? The same way Elisha met them there, struck the water. They will be watching you. The Lord will lift you up. To prove it, to prove it, give me the next verse. And when the sons of the prophets who were from Jericho, when they saw him, they said, the spirit of Elisha rests on, Elijah rests on Elisha. And they came to him and they bowed to the ground for him. They, they had designed for him to be like them. But he heard God say, follow your angel to the end. I told you, you don't depart from your angel. Your angel is the one that departs from you. The Peter's angel departed after they crossed into the city. Elijah departed after they had reached the gateway. If, if Elisha departed before Elijah, Elijah told him, you can never receive anything. When they cross over, the same people that were talking, the Bible says they bow down before him to the ground. It's one thing to bow. Somebody please demonstrate it for me, to bow to the ground. Somebody, come on. You are the one that received double portion. Well done. It's one thing for someone to do this. When you put your chin on the floor, that is full prostration. When your mates begin to prostrate like that, it means that God has lifted you up. Somebody under the sound of my voice, you're getting to your gateway. The Lord will lift you up and your mates will bow before you to the ground in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Give me this scripture in the contemporary English version of the Bible. C.E.B. He says the group of prophets at Jericho were watching and said, Elisha. What are you doing now? When the prophets from Jericho saw what happened, something will happen at the gateway. They said to each other, Elisha, read with me, Elisha now has Elijah's power. They walked over to him and bowed down. But they missed it. He didn't just have Elijah's power. Elijah's power. He had double Elijah's power. That's a place for you to clap for the Lord. What use would it be to be a trainee all the time and never come into significance? History stood still. You burnt your business to follow this man. It means this man is going. How do you tell people what you did with all that time? Elisha knew that it is now or never. May we not miss our now or never in Jesus' name. And so he followed to the end. He got what nobody has ever gotten before, double portion. He came back and struck the water. He was giving them a demonstration. Gave them a demonstration. The boys chilled. 50 of them. They didn't add themselves together. Even if they did, they knew they were less than him. He 
didn't talk to them. You see, when you go through the gates, your miracle will speak for you. He didn't ask them to. They came and submitted to him. That's why we must get to the gate first. Stop arguing with people. Stop comparing yourself with people. Stop listening to people that are not sent to you. You should have enough sense to know that God sent Elijah to Elisha. God sent Moses to the Israelites. God sent the angel to Peter. And those are the people that must be with you. If you're going to get what God wants. And so the history now has on record that all the miracles Elijah did, Elisha did double. And the sons of prophets lived to belong to the applause crowd for the man they were trying to instruct, Elisha. They remained in the shadows till his days were over. Never make the mistake of following people who will remain in shadows when you are supposed to be in the light. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. So that's why I said you must get to the gates first. Don't lose hope get to the gates first and get there fast because that is the game changer and for that to happen understand the role of the person God sent to you none of these people picked the person that went to the gate with them God picked the person you know today we decide this is the person I like this is what I like this is what I like, like this is what I like and so you never even get to the gate or you get to the gate and the gate just ignores you are you there? so let us talk have you learned something today? are you ready for your gate now? the question I first want to ask people is what is with us and instructions? Obviously, the Holy Spirit told Elisha, say, if you listen to anybody. He knew that he was supposed to follow this. It was not when Elijah told him that if you see me when I'm going. He knew. That's why when he was saying go back, he said, no, I'm not going back. Not on your life. That's what he meant. What is with us and instructions? Why are instructions so difficult for this generation? everybody went quiet it's a universal problem do you have a problem with instructions why do you have a problem with instructions sorry we get distracted easily okay can you clap for him he wants to say something I'll come to you Hey, say it loud, say it loud. I said most instructions look foolish. Most instructions seem foolish. From our point of view, if they're taking him, that means it's over, let me go. That is what makes sense to you. But the instruction of the Lord is, no matter what happens, don't let him go. The only way he's going to go is if he disappears. At that point in time, your life just starts. Can you clap for him? That's a very serious one. So the instructions of the Lord should not be subjected to our logic. 
Should it be subjected to our emotional surges? Should it be subjected to our emotional needs and answer now? You know, some people say, I don't feel like it. I say, eh, your destiny, you don't feel like it. Or feeling answer it. That when the Bible says crucify the flesh, what do you think the Bible is talking about? Let's hear Minister Maria. There are let them hear you, let them hear you. There are many voices. I mean, okay, you don't even know which one is true or not. In those days, angels actually visited people. Mm. Now you don't even know who is an angel, you don't even know who is a prophet. So sometimes you get an instruction and you just think, I need to confirm this. You know, can I go here? Can I go here? Let me give you an example. When God called Bishop David Oedipo, he went to his mentor and his mentor said, God never called you. And he was taken aback because he thought he would get a confirmation that God had called him. And he went away sad. But then he now went to Pastor Devoye and he said, God did call you. And it's obvious now that God actually called him. So sometimes the confusion is, am I hearing the right voice? That's why a lot of us are ambivalent about how to take steps. Kai. Minister Marie, woman so ambivalent. <laughs> Meaning that we're just parambulating all over the place. Ah, if my telephone's That's Grace Assembly, man. Hello, Shelley. Now, let me say something to you. Um, with all due respect, we all make mistakes, yeah? We all make mistakes. Could it be possible that whom Bishop Oedepe called his mentor was never meant to be his mentor? His real mentor, I see them together till today. So it may have been a rudimentary error that God helped him to correct at the point he was entering ministry. Because from that day, he became a son to Pastor Deboe. That's the truth. So never be afraid to make adjustments when you realize that you have been making a mistake. If he, if he went to Pastor Deboe, Pastor Deboe, you say, you're called to ministry, and he went back to his mentor and stayed with his mentor, he probably wouldn't be who he is today. I can show you the pictures. When being baptized into ministry, Pastor Debu was praying for Bishop Oyedepo. I can show you the pictures. But some of us, you see this emotional thing, I have been with this mentor. So, you can't separate your emotion from the prompting God is giving you. Because he was able to, that's why he is where he is today. Glory to God. But you also said there are many voices. Can I tell you something about many voices? Some of us are the ones that invite the voices. There are members of this church, they have 14 prophets. When they leave church, they don't get home to 12 o'clock. They will stop at different places. That's why. Anybody that has many voices is called mad. Because it, that's what a madman is. You're hearing voices all over the place. Waka, 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 jibbe. I'm not telling you not to go. I will say my own. I'll go to my house. Continue to work out. 50 sons of the prophet are not equal to one prophet. And then the prophets that... How do you appoint your prophet, please? You're a member of the church. Person not get church. They go from house to house. 
You know, that's what they call solicitation. Huh? Am I wrong? Eh, I want to pay me what? DSTV. You know, you don't have any congregation. You'll be going to people's members. You go from uh, MFM member, go to Grace Assembly member, go to so, so, so. You know, it's like somebody wearing badge of Navy, police, youth corps, Bogwe, all over the place, Air Force, Bogwe. You know, some of you are confused because you invite voices. The Bible says 50 sons of the prophets. If it's a, no, a question of numbers, who should Elisha have listened to? It's the sons of prophets. And then everybody knew that this man was going. You see, whether a great man is going or not, he will be great to the end. Sons of prophets. They come with small anointing. Crap. Telling you, and then you lose yourself. You see that waka waka? When you get into trouble, if you call me, I will get on a plane to holiday in Dubai. Waka 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 waka. It's like a woman. You know, they sit down for your house. I'm a boy from house to house. One will slap you, somebody pour pepper your hair. Your husband will say, I'm not coming to deliver you. I don't tell you waka waka too much. You see, some people can't laugh because they say, Pastor, that's not fair. Pastor, that, I don't know anything about you. Nobody has told me anything about you. I'm just speaking by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Somebody wants to say something. Instructions. You know, the Bible talks about instructions in righteousness. Paul told Timothy, the things I've taught you, yes. remain in these things and teach other people. Voice of confusion. Auntie B. Sometimes we are not patient enough. We like everything to be pressure cooked. We don't microwave. Like, yes, pressure, microwave. We don't mm -hmm. like to take things by the steps. We like everything to be fast, fast, fast. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So when the instruction appears to take you from take Bethel to Jericho uh, to Jordan, this is time wasting. I want it to be as quickly as possible. Then you start cutting corners. And what are your hands doing? You know, Wale, but it's true because the journey went from Gilgal to Bethel to, to Jericho to Jordan to the gateway. Ah, our people. You say, Pastor, by beer. Um, just to buttress what Mommy B said. When we receive these instructions, which, you know, they appear illogical, we forget that there's always a process. And it's not um, how, most of us is like, oh, okay, is, why is it so long? But we forget that with the instruction, it's not how long, it is how well you end up doing the instruction. I won't talk about this instruction thing. You will talk by yourself. Give him the microphone. Good evening, Pastor. Good evening, Church. Good evening. My answer will be, most times, we are set in our ways. What? You need to clap for him. Set in our ways. We've already you know, I was staying on Sunday. I said, when the angel woke Peter up, Peter's timetable 
was sleep time. Deep sleep. I said, if it's some of us, once the angel came, he said, eh, I want to sleep in the morning. Don't mind yourself. Lie down there. <laughs> in the morning, wake me up again. I said, we, some of us will never submit our timetable for the timetable of the Lord. That's why the angel had to slap him away. Bible says slapped him. Because he would come up with his own timetable. May our timetable not make us forfeit God's timetable of greatness for us. So we have plotted the graph and we have thought out how we feel like it will be. So when God speaks, it, it will be that this can't be God. In fact, God is disturbing you. Yeah. A round of applause for him again. Okay, sorry, sorry, the pillar was blocking you. Let's hear you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. I, I just relocated from, uh, not really relocated, I came over from Kaduna, and I have sampled some churches. And when I got to Grace Assembly, I actually live in these premises, inside the quarters here. Um, I never knew there was a church here until one evening I was driving past and I saw somebody, one of the securities, and I asked him what is happening there. He says it's a church. And I asked him the service time, he told me. And I came the upper last Sunday, two Sundays ago. And when I got in here, I knew this is the place. No more going anywhere. I remember at this point in my life, church is not a building. It's not the fancy, it's not the size, it's not the numbers of the people. It's where two or three are gathered, where the Spirit of the Lord is. And I see the Spirit of the Lord in this place. Um, there is that vacuum that has been touched. You know, talking about instructions talking about mentors actually what I understand pastor mentors are tormentors they are not your friends mentors are not meant to smile with you they give you instructions that are not conducive and when you follow these instructions you are on your way to construction instruction constructs you if you don't follow instruction you will not be constructed Elijah follow Elijah from A, B, C, D to up to points where 50 other sons of prophets like he were looking at him and say, what is wrong with this man? But because he understood the place of construction in the instruction of his master Elijah, he kept, he kept on. And today his name is mentioned but the other ones were mentioned 50 sons of prophets. So instruction is not conducive, but it is your way to construction. You know what I hear from you, my brother? What is your name, please? Patrick, what I hear from you is that we like instructions are conducive to our flesh. So any instruction that is not conducive, we drop it. But it's saying that usually 
why your mentor seems like to a tormentor is that he will give you instruction that is contrary to your flesh. So it looks like he's tormenting you. But if you follow, you get constructed, which means you get built up. May we get built up in Jesus' name. Okay, one more, one more here. Exceed, um, exceeding the instruction, as in doing more. Doing more gives one um, advantage. Just like. Satan will be there to distract him to ensure that he doesn't concentrate. So when we're receiving instruction, Satan will be around to distract us so that we don't concentrate. Yes, That's sir. a good one. Praise the Lord. Can you help me appreciate it? I want to ask you another question about these sons of the prophets were not even full prophets yet. They were speaking with the voice of authority that was not, they had not earned. And that's how you know who should speak. They were called sons of the prophets. And so they tried to dislodge the plan of God. They had numbers. Never judge authority by numbers. There were 50 of them. Have you noticed that Elijah said nothing to them? He saw them the three times. He said absolutely nothing to them. Because he felt, if I have trained you well enough, you will know who to say, who to listen to, and what to say. Never judge authority by numbers. It's like judging wealth by money. Wealth is a lot more than money. It, it, wealth is total well-being. Okay, and then I, wa I want to these sons of prophets they were not going anywhere they had no future for Elijah and yet they tried to connect him from the angel God sent to him they had no future for him in fact they had no future themselves and the person that could take him to the future who had started well with him they wanted to disconnect them be careful about people that try to disconnect you. You may get disconnected for your, from your inheritance on this side of eternity. May that not be our portion in Jesus' name. Very funny question. Supposing the sons of the prophets had a little more sense. Elisha is going, Lord, what is going to happen? He said, ah, anybody that sees Elijah when he's going, he won't do better. 
supposing they followed. Elijah didn't say anybody couldn't follow. Elijah saw them, he didn't drive them. Supposing they followed themselves. We may have had 51 Elishas. You may be positioned for great things, but never end up being a spectator. May we be partakers in Jesus' name. Great things may be happening in this church. You see, locationally, you're close by, but you may end up being a spectator instead of being a partaker, depending on how you position yourself. Just because you see something doesn't mean you're going to partake of it. I've always wondered if these sons of prophets followed. When they, the Jordan opened, they followed. Elijah said, Go back. Say, ah, but you told this fellow to go back. He didn't go back. Every two we did now. Make we just hang around. You know, when David says, My cup runneth over. When God calls you to a generation, when he blesses you, the blessing is so much it runs over. There'll be enough for anybody around. The anointing on Elijah was enough. If they followed my opinion, is that they too will have gotten the same anointing. They were sons of prophets, they should know better. Can I tell you, you should know better. You are sons of the prophets. You know when God is moving. And you should be able to crucify your flesh. Coming so close does not make you a partaker. You know, I don't want to make a case out of this. But you hear some people come here and testify that I went to see pastor and this happened. Some people come here and say it. I don't tell anybody. I don't tell anybody. I'll give you an example. One of the happiest couples I have seen. Both of them were going the wrong direction. You know me, I will listen. And if you say, do you want me to talk? Because some people don't want you to talk. They just want you to listen. I say, yes. I say, this fellow is not going to show up. The fellow that she's talking about, I say he's not going to show up. I first ask permission, should I say something? I say he's not going to show up. Let's test it. I wish you well. The fellow didn't show up. Then I said, before you go, can you describe the person that is in your heart? I said, oh, really? But that fellow doesn't fit in the description. In fact, I know the person. Looked at me as if you're not okay. And left. So I called the fellow. I said, are you tired of parambulation? Parambulate, parambulate. They broke your heart. It's remaining to grind it into powder. Your heart is broken like 48 times. It's not only men oh, that have broken heart. Oh. There are lots of men too. It's not only women that have broken heart. There are lots of men too that have broken heart. I say, are you tired of broken heartedness? If you want to tell me a story, I will listen. But will you allow me to say something? I said, you better follow this direction. Now, when I watch them, come and see America, wonder, come and see America, wonder. But there are lots of people. Nobody can talk to you. You are always in charge. You're always in control. And you lack self-control. 
And generally, wise men don't talk to people that don't want to listen. So you listen. Oh, really? Glory to God. Hallelujah. What do you want me to do? Oh, pray. Ah, prayer is free now. So I pray. I enter my car. I go. Are you there? I'm telling you the God honest truth. You see marriage, it will sweet your belly. But both of them were going in the exact wrong direction. And so, I'm sure the sons of the prophet were telling them, ah, nobody be like you. Oh yeah. What about business? Some people, nobody can talk to you about your business. At the end of the day, I'm like a doctor. I don't refuse any patient. They bring you emergency uh, intensive care. I will pour oil. Do it. If they bring you in a coffin, I will carry to the mortuary. It's my job. But does it have to be like that? A word is sufficient for the wise. Have you been blessed this evening? Put your hands together and bless the Lord. We're getting to the gate. Hallelujah. I said we're getting to the gate very fast. We're going through the gate in style. Glory to God. The Bible says, Elisha took the mantle. Bah! Action. All the critics came and bowed to the ground. May that be the experience of every one of us as we go through the gates in Jesus' mighty name. Put your hands together for the Lord. And I want to thank all those that contributed today. God bless you. The conversation will continue on our WhatsApp chat group. You can post questions. You can post your experiences. You can post um, uh, your comments for the benefit of those that were not in church today. But permit me now to...